Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. I'm happy that you found me, but more importantly, I'm thrilled that you have found Jesus. Friends, there is power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we'll be unleashing discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter Jesus to transform. Hopefully, you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, friends, as we enter into God's presence today, allow me to speak a blessing over your life. This comes from Moses' brother, priest Aaron, and it's in the form of a benediction. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Well, you know, friends, the better we know Jesus, the less attractive false teachings will be. The book of 1 Peter offers us encouragement for suffering Christians, a how-to for handling persecution. This equates to trials from outside of the church. And yesterday, we learned that Paul taught, if you're persecuted for your belief in Jesus, then pray for your enemies. Don't curse them. Paul was saying, don't speak negatively about them as our words have power. Well, trials come into our lives to test our faith, and God allows trials to refine and shape our character. Tribulation is a whole other episode. Those are from the enemy. We need to count it worthy that we are suffering for Jesus. After all, Jesus not only suffered for us, he gave his life for you and for me. And the book of Second Peter is about much more than encouragement during suffering. Peter went deeper, knowing his time upon earth was limited. We too can take a page here, making sure that we invest our days to further glorify and advance the kingdom of God. Peter tells us how to grow in the knowledge of God. His advice is step by step, telling us if we will do this, then this blessing will happen. Yet these steps are not part of a linear continuum. All these things happen at one time. And tomorrow we'll explore these blessings in thorough fashion. For now, here's what Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5-9. through 9. A life of moral excellence leads to knowing God better. Knowing God leads to self-control. Self-control leads to patient endurance, and patient endurance leads to godliness. Godliness leads to love for other Christians, and finally, we will grow to have genuine love for everyone. The more we grow like this, the more we become productive and useful in our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith results in action. Now, before you may have heard me say that it's important to recognize who or what the object of our faith is in. For believers, our faith resides in Jesus. He is our who. 
And Peter was writing to all who shared in the same precious faith the disciples shared in, faith given by Jesus, whom he called God and Savior, who makes us right with God. This is where we are to place our faith. As believers, we're all given the same measure of faith. And Peter writes in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, May God bless you with his special favor which means grace and wonderful peace as you come to know Jesus, our God and Lord, better and better. And you know, friends, isn't it often human nature to want more of a good thing? Well, many believers found themselves wanting more abundance of God's special favor and wonderful peace. However, they were not wanting to put in the effort to do all the necessary preparations to be rewarded in this manner. And in other words, they didn't want to put the required work in to achieve these optimal results. It doesn't matter what relationship we find ourselves in. All relationships stand on their own and take effort. We must strive to develop deep connections and form strong, healthy bonds with the ones that matter, like our relationship with Jesus. Getting to know Jesus means studying His Word, worshiping and praying to Him, and then basking in His presence, awaiting His response to us. Our identity in Christ was explored over the course of several episodes. We did a deep dive into what our identity in Christ looks like. And here Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, as we know Jesus better, his divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. This power and strength alone doesn't come from ourselves. God is the one who houses all of the resources that we will ever need. Our identity in Jesus is how we share in his divine nature. And Jesus tells us in the book of John chapter 3 verse 6, humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. Jesus was explaining to one of the Pharisee leaders named Nicodemus the importance of spiritual rebirth. I've heard non-believers who have had confusion around this because of being caught up in their physical bodies or flesh. They may say something like, well, why must I be reborn? I mean, after all, I've never died. And they're right. Physically, they never died. Spiritually, though, they were dead. So while that's a legitimate question for a non-believer, it's often kind of given as a tongue-in-cheek response when resistance to Jesus is present. The reality is that it's serious because it affects a person's eternal destination. Jesus was making it clear as the eternal Son of God that in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must be spiritually reborn. And Jesus also spoke of the Holy Spirit telling people He is the one who leads in all truth. However, the world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. You may have heard me say this before, but the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman who's waiting for us to invite him into our hearts. But believers 
have the Holy Spirit within our hearts already. And the Holy Spirit reminds us of Jesus's words. He convicts us when we sin, but he doesn't condemn us. All condemnation comes from the enemy. He shows us God's righteousness and he announces God's judgment upon evil. Many episodes have spoken of guarding our thoughts because the enemy plants deceptions into our minds, but more importantly, the Holy Spirit plants truth in our mind. Here's what John had to say in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won your fight with these false prophets because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Greater than any evil, he will conquer all evil, and his word and spirit are alive in us. Jesus has made promises to all believers. He promises we will escape the decadence all around us caused by evil desires and that we will share in his divine nature. This is a fact. God's word says it so we can believe it. But how do we apply this promise into our life? Well, we must apply the benefits of Jesus's promises to our lives. So we start with our faith. Again, Jesus is the object of our faith and it's the Holy Spirit who gives us all the same measure of faith. Here's where it gets even better though. Our faith grows as the Holy Spirit gives us more. We can ask the Holy Spirit to fill every aspect of our lives with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 through 21, this is Paul's prayer for spiritual empowering. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now glory be to God by his mighty power at work within us. He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May he be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen. Believers are all a part of the same family because we have the same father. It's important that we stay connected as the body of Christ. This will help edify our faith and will also encourage one another. Fruit is produced in all believers' life. The book of Matthew says in chapter 12, verse 33, A tree is identified by its fruit. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. Matthew chapter 13, verse 23 discusses the good soil, which is representative of the hearts of those who truly accept God's message and produce a huge harvest. 
30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. And usually, friends, it's like one planted for every 10 harvested. With Jesus, every believer will produce some harvest. No believer is a zero net harvest. And as believers, we must not judge our brothers and sisters for what their lives are producing. That's not up to us. The book of Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 through 5 puts it this way, Stop judging others and you will not be judged, for others will treat you as you treat them. Whatever measure you use in judging others, it will be used to measure how you are judged. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log from your own eye, then perhaps you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Jesus warned against judging by tearing others down in order to build oneself up. Remember, we are all reflections of each other. What you or I see as a flaw may reside deep within ourselves, which is why it repels us and causes a desire of judgment. When we catch ourselves doing this, we can forgive ourselves in love and ask God for forgiveness. Now tomorrow, we're going to dig further into God's promises and blessings when we live a life of moral excellence. And friends, if you have not been spiritually reborn, Jesus made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess belief in God's son, Jesus. Listen to what the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. When we place our trust in Jesus, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God. Our sin was placed onto Jesus at his crucifixion. His righteousness is given to us at our conversion. We can never repay this extraordinary gift of kindness back to Jesus. However, we can show him gratitude by growing in our relationship with him. We can make efforts to obey him, deepening our relationship daily. So today, friends, if this is you, take a bold step of courage now and openly confess after me, Father God, I'm repenting of sin, meaning I'm changing my ways of thinking. Jesus, come into my heart. I confess your shed blood washed away my sin at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider growing in a good Bible-based church surrounding yourself with other believers. Now, let me be the first to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. 
A special children's podcast airs on Wednesdays, so tune in along with your kids for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, how to be joyful, and what love and action looks like, as well as biblical trust and many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please join me. And if you like this podcast, make sure to like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes as they become available. Much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring or compelling, you can pick up a copy from my website at pampastorcopywriting.com or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. But importantly, friends, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word. Until next time, remember, you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. Revelation chapter 22, verse 21. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.